Salut tout le monde et bienvenue to the second part of our review for Paul's Boutique, the 1989 release from the Beastie Boys, yep. their second full studio album. That's right, folks. We're going <laughs> through the second half of the Beastie Boys, Paul's Boutique project, track by track over here on the Classic West podcast, because that's what we do. That's right. My name is Holden Stephen Roy. My name is your lady friend, Bonnie. And we are mad excited to get through the second half of this project. So if you are super curious to know what we think of, like, I don't know, Shake Your Rump or Eggman, go check out part one, yep. where we also discuss the Sounds of Science three-minute rule and all that good stuff. You know, watch the whole thing, then come back here, and then, uh, Let you know, Let us know in the comments go. what you think, what, you, what you're all up to. This episode is brought to you in part or in full by DJ Black Hurricane, in part by DJ Black Hurricane. Mm -hmm, I suppose mm -hmm, we mm -hmm. have to do effort too so it's not like in full yeah i don't really know i was just trying to sound like tv or something <laughs> anyway like sesame street this is how i mac on the girls when i'm out there i just kind of run my mouth i'm, I'm, I'm feeling a little bit fumbly and stuff and mm. i'm like hey ladies <laughs> um i feel like this is some song that like everybody always loved and everybody felt was like super fantastic I don't know. I, I, it's it's fun. Like I can feel like if I threw this on at a wedding, or if I threw this on at I any feel like party, this is like, it's just a good fucking time. Like a summertime, like pool party, backyard party, like barbecue, something. Like I feel like this would be like a good like song for like that. Like it just makes me think of, I don't know, summertime, hanging out. I feel like the whole song is like I'm macking on you girls here through this song, so that way I don't have to try quite as hard in like the and actual. And the ladies real life. just go go to him and like, perfect, brilliant. Anyway, what do you think about this track? Um, You're the lady here. I sure am. To you. I am the lady friend, Bonnie. Um, so this one is more funky sounding. I like this one. It definitely makes me want to like clap along to it. Um, and like I like the. I don't know what it is, like the bell or the cowbell or whatever the heck it was. It's like in it. It's definitely a cowbell. Yeah, like I like that. You know, more cowbell never is a bad thing. That's not true. Uh, <laughs> so it's basically just like a fun song and they each get a verse uh, to, you know, to spit about like their girl stories and whatever. And like, like the hook like is like fun to sing along to like the hey ladies get funky hey, hey, hey like it's just fun um and it just like keeps going and like there's like some nice mixing on this one and you know like especially like on like the the choruses and like at the end um i don't know i mean it's there's it's not like like brilliant like <laughs> poetry or anything like that but I, it's it's nice and you know they're showing appreciation for, appreciation for the ladies and since this song or this album was dedicated to ladies you know which we you know from the very first song essentially this is a good like starting point for the second half because this is another song basically about ladies and the very first song on this album was about ladies too so these guys definitely like their ladies and um it's just like a, a nice fun appreciative song about women so i give this a 4.5 on 5 um, I like the music video. They look ridiculous. Yep. They have great colors. They look <laughs> so goofy. It almost looks like it's spoofing what other people are trying to do seriously. Like they're just being goofy as hell and like they're doing them. Um, but yeah, like, hey ladies in the place, I'm calling you out. There never was a city kid, truer and bluer, just more to me than you'll never know. And I got more hits than Satoru. Oh, I'm like, okay. I don't know what that means because I've never really heard of that before I heard this. It's apparently Satoru O is basically the Babe Ruth of Japan. In 22 seasons, he smacked 2,786 hits. If I'm not mistaken, so, Japanese love their baseball. And so what that means is he smashed almost three grand's worth of women. That's a lot of women. Anyway, yes. so he's, he gets the ladies. <laughs> he's he's the guy you want to be fornicating with, you know, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But um, date women on TV with the help of Chuck Woolery. I thought that line was funny. It's like, yeah, we know famous people, and they're helping us get famous people, but, like, in this goofier kind of way. But, like, you know, also playing on pop culture shit that I'm way too young for. Um, words flowing just like, words flowing out just like the Grand Canyon. Endless, always ready to go. And he's always out looking for a female companion. And like, I'm like, all right. It's just kind of like 
Goku. It almost feels like a National Lampoon movie. It's just a bunch of goofy, I'm on the prowl, I'm gonna get these women, I throw the last round of tallest one, drag her to the kids, took off her moccasins, put on the bib, got her ready to eat the dirk. Dirk. But like, it's just kind of that. They're just trying to smash. And then you get that chorus, which is iconic. And then I guarantee you that's when everybody was dancing. Like, I could see how everyone high on cocaine dancing in the club at the time would have been really into the beat and the upbeat nature of this and bopping all around to it. I'm not saying they did coke. I'm saying I could see how this song appeals to people on cocaine. Um, and then the second verse, well, me in the corner with a good-looking daughter, I dropped my drawers and said, welcome back, Cotter playing back on that TV show and whatnot. Um, and again, part of it's hard to like catch the references without looking them up. They're going over my head a bit. I feel like of the whole album, this might be the most dated song. Like, of in my opinion, like this one just feels okay. more like, like everything else kind of had like a more timeless entity to it. That's fair. And this just feels like it was like, like the pop single of this project, but like the pop single in 1989 of this pro and that's my mm -hmm. thoughts. Okay. Maybe I'm completely misreading it. I enjoy the song. I really like, as much as I'm saying that, I really kind of get into it. Like you put it on and it just makes you want to shake your rum and like get all goofy with it. But like, I don't know that I would like throw this on. Like, like the internet made it seem like this song was highly like the shit. And I know a lot of people like who really like this song. And I'm like, this is not as good as a lot of other songs on this project, in my opinion. It's not that it's it's bad. It's just I like a lot of the rest of this album more. But at the same time, when I just think about the stark contrast in sounds that are used, right? It's actually really incredible. And it's really like this song ends up being like this super interesting feat of both supremely goofy sounds put together but also coming in like a really great ladies jam that just makes you want to dance, which ultimately helps you accomplish the goal of taking the ladies uh, home. Because hmm. um, they were cutting up the rug. She started cutting up the carpet. Because get it? Cutting up the rug is dancing. Turns out she started cut literally cutting up the carpet. In my apartment, I begged her, please stop it. The gift to Gav is the gift to have and that girl like nothing but a crap. And I'm like, that's fucking like just blunt. It's like, I'm going to talk. I'm going to get them home. I got the game. They're just women. They're just whatever. And it just sounds like a couple of young, early, late teens, early 20s guys who know exactly how to get laid, who have done this a thousand times. And because they're kind of successful and popping and cute in their communities, you know, they do quite well is what I, I take from this. Anyway, uh, the third verse is fine too. I don't know. You know that she's got a gold tooth. You know she's hardcore. She show you a good time, then she'll show you the door. Break up with your girl. It ended in tears. Vincent Van Gogh, go and mail that ear. I thought that was clever. So he meets the fancy girl. Foxer gets kicked out. He was she was using him, so it's a bit of a juxtaposition as to the other two verses, which is more like getting the girls. And then he responds by mailing the ear, like what Van Gogh did for the prostitute that he had sex with back in the day. Um, he called her in the middle of the night when he's drinking. The phone booth on the corner is damp and it's stinking she said come on over it was me that you missed i threw the trash can through a window because you know i got dissed and i like that because it kind of plays up like he's desperate or whatever and when she invites him back instead of actually like doing it he throws the trash can through a window and smashes the window and like lashes out back and the bomb left you and he went insane you blew yourself up in the back of the six train so i guess somebody else's girlfriend left and then they blew themselves up on a train committing an act of terrorism i wonder if that lyric could have gotten through so easily about 10 15 years later yep anyhow i really i really like it like i like it but i think it's crazy like i think it's weird i don't I don't know. This song gives me mixed feelings depending on my mood when I listen to it. Okay. I'm going to give it a 4.5 because like I said, just the, the stark contrast of like sounds is pretty freaking incredible. Anyway, uh, do you have more to comment on this one? No, but I am ready to eat oh, five gosh. piece chicken dinner. Are you getting us that? <laughs> like what? <laughs> this is a thing that really happens. Yep. It samples shucking the corn by Eric Weisberg and uh, it says Jeb get away from the barbecue man Don get the hell away from that thing Don just give me a kiss won't you come and give me a kiss and it ends and I'm like what the fuck was this a little thing it really made me want chicken though 
Like it really made me want a, a nice fried chicken meal. That's what it made me want. Mm. But that that was a thing that happened. Um, if I'm, it's a four four on what did I give it? I think I gave it a four <laughs> on five. Like I couldn't get into it. Like I was just <laughs> like this just happened, and I don't know. It's so weird. It's so random. Like it flows well from the last song. It really really does. It's a skit thing. It's it's definitely like a stark contrast from like you know the last thing. Um, it's it's just like a this like wild old um, like banjo sound like maybe from like a, a wire like a wild western movie or like something from maybe like Dukes of Hazard like something like goofy like that and like maybe I'm thinking Dukes of Hazard because like it just makes me think like they would love that I'm sure they watch that and like it's just goofy um again referring back to the guys that I used to hang out and do all the crazy shit with they loved Dukes of Hazard so that could be uh you know something that they liked as well um and it's literally 23 seconds and it's just wild fun for that long and why not I guess I mean like if you why the fuck not? So I gave it a 4.4 4 on 5. All right. Well, maybe after this review, I should fear that I'm looking down the barrel of a gun. Dun, dun, dun. I really like this song a lot. I think the beat sounds really fucking cool. Um, it also has a wide collection of samples, including Pink Floyd's Time, Put Your Hand in the Hand by Ocean, um, Mississippi Queen by Mountain, Last Bongo in Belgium by the Incredible Bongo Band, which does give <laughs> us some great rhythms. But yeah, Pink Floyd and the Incredible Bongo Band. Like, it's just fun to look Perfect. into like this. This has another music video with the fishbowl lens, and it's goofy and same kind of shit as the other one with the fishbowl lens. Uh, what do you think about this track? Um, I like this one. It's um, It has, like, a, a smooth, like, funky beat. Um, I like the drumming um, I, and, like, the, like, electric guitar that's featured. So it's a little bit more, like, rockish sort of. Yeah, it's nice. um, And I think the... The gun is this um, is this in like the mic? I think that's kind of what they were talking about. And um, they're so fire that you shouldn't even bother because you know, like shouldn't even bother trying to beat them because you're just gonna lose, just like that kind of thing. Like you're just gonna piss them off, and you know they're gonna retaliate and kick your ass even more. But like just in like musical sense, um, again like the way that they flow back and forth like on this one is you know or you know on all of them a lot or not all of them some of them um <laughs> is sick this one's really cool um they definitely sound like a really like goofy crew of guys um you know and i don't know if they're but anyways whatever this one just sounds more like rock and roll and like they're just there to like have a good time and just be goofy and like prove to everybody that they can spit like sick rhymes so um it's cool and like they do a good job of sort of making each song sound unique from the others that's definitely something that i can say about this album and you know a lot of what they do is just like so unique so i give this another another 4.5 on 5 that's true 10 tracks into this project and there is again nothing that duplicates in terms yep. of whatever even like when they come at it like this comes in super serious almost like like they have some a point to prove like almost has like a western intense feel like they're just a bunch of gunslingers ready to go off mm -hmm. which in a sense if you're in new york and hip-hop on the streets and you people battling on rhyme corners and i understand that was a part of the culture no yeah. anyway so i'm rolling down the hill snowballing getting bigger that's clever because if you're rolling down a hill and you're a snowball as it rolls down the hill it collects more snow thus it gets bigger an explosion in the chamber the hammer from the trigger i see him get stabbed i watch the blood spill out he had more custom my man chuck chill out i don't know who chuck chill out is but again it's it's a little more violent it's a little more intense coming in through 24 is my age 22 is my gauge okay so it's 24 but badass then, it's coming through. Um, I'm writing rhymes on a page. I'm going off in a rage. So this is like angry rap, man. Like this is the Beastie Boys fucking battling it out coming through. Um, and I really like the intensity. I like the seriousness of it. Um, 
cutting ahead, jumping ahead just a little bit. Three on the tree in the middle of the night. I have the steak on my head because I got into a fist fight. So you just picture him at a restaurant. Everything got fucked up. But he ends up with literally like a steak sitting on his head because of the, the fucking skerfuffle they got into. Life comes in phases. Take the good with the bad. You bought the coins on the street. Now you know you got hat. So it's like when bad things happen, you have to cut the losses and give yeah. it an example of how you can get scammed in a situation because it's all high spirit. You know, you got to hear it. Don't touch the mic, baby. Don't come near it. So they got their energy and generally they're positive. But when a push comes to shove, they got the mic. They own that shit. You can't fucking get it because it's going to get you. It's going to get you, you know, and then it has like that intense fucking chorus like looking down the barrel of a gun son of a gun son of a bitch getting paid getting rich like that's a fucking like fly ass series of lines right like so if you think about the mic they're looking down the barrel of a gun but it's also like every time they get on the mic it's it's like that do or die mission because if you flop if you're not good it is like you in a sense your career gets capped you lose your opportunity etc but at the end of the day they are so fly with it they're getting paid getting rich then you get a whole other verse because it's dope ultra violence be running through my head cold medina y'all making me see red rapid fire louis like rambo got bullets dope on it rambo coming through i'ma die harder which is like i guess die hard too mm -hmm. like my kid bruce willis i'm like that's funny although anyway and then it just kind of like flows through a couple more lines like got your trigger finger on the trigger like the son of sam i am son of sam is a serial killer he was a I like there's one. there's a few um, there's there's been several rappers that have um, mentioned him because he's like notorious he's Brooklyn, AF. I believe. Um, and then like Clockwork Orange going off on the town. That's a great line too. Like it's pretty cultured. There's the different mix of stuff. I don't mean cultured as in other people aren't. I mean like the amount of different mixing that went into this album can't be like of ideas. I mean can't be described in any other way. These guys were on top of their shit. They knew what was going on. Um, and then. <coughs> jump ahead just to the end you're a headless chicken chasing a sucker free basin you're looking for a face to put your face in well get hip get hip don't slip your knuckleheads racism is a schism on a serious tip and i kind of i i feel like it's interesting that at the end of this we kind of get the sense that this this track is maybe a bunch of people trying to invalidate them for being white or maybe they're against all forms of racism or whatever but you can see that they've witnessed some shit and they kind of coming through we're here to prove our point y'all can look a certain way y'all can come off a certain way it sounds to me maybe you're just a bunch of losers trying to be jealous but at the end of the day don't be racist and it's fucked up like it's not a good thing and i'm like that's a, a cool line to like end the track on and, and kind of put it there i thought this was an amazing amazing song one of my favorites on this project i gave it an absolute five on five it's really really cool nice anyway the next track is called car thief um i don't know if it was related to this song or what it was but um i think it was mike d wearing the volkswagen thing around his neck the the car mm -hmm. ornament led to a serious increase in people's hood ornaments being stolen uh because <laughs> of the beastie boys that's funny um anyway that just that's what this made me uh think of um I think this is kind of, again, commenting on other rappers and, like, how they're basically biting flows and biting styles and kind of relating it to a car thief as, like, the metaphor. I might be wrong. Okay. What do you think about this one? Um, I don't know. This one, I feel like, wasn't, like, my favorite one. Um, I swear, like, the like the beat to this one at the beginning, like, gave me, like, anxiety listening to it. Like, it's just sort of, like... Oh, like it just, I don't know, I'm, which is cool that they can like give you that feeling because I think that that's cool that they can do that. It's, it doesn't all have to be like happy and, you know, whatever. But um, it just was like, oh, it just, anyways, drove me kind of crazy. Um, maybe that's why I don't like this one so much. Um, it made my like heart feel like it was racing. Um, so basically, I think that this one is, you know, crew comes before like any ladies, you know, they're, you know, bros before hoes kind of situation. And it's um, about like, you know, doing some like different drugs and 
I don't know. Like this one was like slower. It felt like a little less fun and like goofy and a little bit more of like a like a B-side kind of a track. Um, for me, like not a hit. Um, so I give this one a four on five. Fair enough. Um, I just kind of like the vibe of it. Or maybe it's not about uh, Saka MCs. I don't really know exactly what it's about, but I feel like it touches on a lot of actual things that are going on yeah. in their life and they're using the idea of it um actually you know what it might be about something i read because i read an annotation now that commented on the line how to cane feel cool with my man rush rush saw my teeth fall in the sink when i started to brush apparently rush rush is a resp is like one of their names for russell simmons um because of his company rush communications um and they were beefing with them i know at one point uh they held over the beastie boys heads a bunch of royalty money and apparently it was a serious amount and it was kind of like either you make a license to l2 with rick rubin or you don't get paid i think they inevitably got paid and like everybody's cool today and so maybe it's kind of related to that too um i don't know but either way, some static started in the pool hall, hit a motherfucker's face with a cue ball. Again, it's like it's getting fucking angry. Like, they're fucking wilding out. Um, and I met this girl. She tried to gank me, so I smacked her in her booty with a plank bee. So, again, it's like, you know, people trying to take from them, robbing them. Maybe it's the, the literal money, like I said, from that situation. Because me and my crew are breaking windows. The bingo, the lotto, you know I'll never win those. Possession is half the lot. I have my routines before, y'all. See, that kind of feels like, you know, talking about other rappers. Like, we out here and people trying to jack our style and whatever your whole life is coming apart at the seams you ain't nothing but a car thief breeding routines see i'm a city slicker i ain't no townie right now i wish i had another hash brownie so it's like that's an interesting line right because it makes me remember how my dad was telling me back in the day hash was a lot more available than weed um but like no it's just like they're kind of pointing out like these other rappers who don't have originality i, I can imagine how a lot of people saw the beastie boys's success and just kind of stole their gimmick and everything and tried to come through and completely play it mm -hmm. but instead of having a hash brownie where i guess you get to eat it it's like ricky always said you've got a token pass or mookie's gonna kick your motherfucking ass um i don't fully understand that line but i guess it, it ties into the the weed but maybe it's also talking about the style and like this the state of I guess maybe there's an expectation of people wanting to share what you've done. I don't know. Maybe I'm not really saying anything smart here. <laughs> um, try to take what isn't yours like a goddamn rat. See, I personally, I wouldn't. I even want to go out like that. And it's like the idea. It's like I'd rather go out doing my own thing, being original, than ever be famous for stealing somebody else's flow or style. Mm -hmm. Then uh, I'm a writer. I'm a poet, a genius. I know it. I don't buy Chiba. I grow it. I'm like, fair enough. Um, you can now grow weed in Quebec, I think. So, all you Quebec people. I think you're allowed something like, what, three plants four or something? Four plants. Yeah. Um, anyway, you can't have more than 150 grams in your possession, though, so good luck. And then that cuts in with this speech from Max Yasgar in some Woodstock movie, I'm a farmer, and it's pretty great. Um, people always trying to get next to me. I had a beautiful experience on ecstasy. Me too. Ecstasy has lots of beautiful experiences. Sometimes you go with a beautiful lady to a park and you go on some swings and it's real lovely on the ecstasy. Anyway, um, I kind of like how they're, they're like, I don't like, you know, running through different stuff like cane, cocaine gives like a bad experience where your teeth fall out. You'd be knowing nose candy on the Bowie Coke mirror. My girl asked for some, but I pretended not to hear her. So it's like he sees cocaine going on and he's like, no, nah, we're not getting involved with that. I'm not into it. You can't deny me. You always want to try to kick me. Oh, you're going to get your ass kicked. Homeboy, throw in the towel. Your girl got dicked by Ricky Powell. So I looked that up. Ricky Powell is a guy he took pictures for the beastie boys for a while and turned himself into their like tour photographer for a little while okay but that's what, cool he was also a horny sleazebag who would fuck anybody and anything right and the beastie boys really enjoyed busting in on him having sex <laughs> and like goofing around and he was telling some story about how he was plowing a very large lady and the beastie boys found this hilarious i'm I mean, just saying she, she's gotta get laid too so yeah, Ricky Powell <laughs> was fucking everybody's girls on the Beastie Boys tours is apparently the point. That was a true story. Hmm. And then in the third... He's like a groupie groupie. Yeah. All the wife beaters <laughs> and all the tax cheaters sitting in the White House pulling their peters. I'm like, damn, they went political. 
Find my Chiba from the cop down the street, the only cop with a row of chain when he's walking the beat. So you have the politicians being assholes, the cops selling weed, and it's like, again, the corruption and stuff, which is fascinating in the middle of this track. So, you know, this car thief is pretty broad. Um, so like a sneaky pouch, time bomb ticking, A like the beat to my rhyme dislaking, space cake cookies, I discover who I am, I'm a dusted old bummy, hurdy-gurdy man. And then he transitions into eating some edibles and uh, having some self-discovery. Overall, I really think the song's cool, and how they kind of like hold true to themselves looking at the fucked up bullshit in the world and just kind of ending it like listen i can get my own car you have to steal one you know just ending it like that i think it's a really cool track and i give it a 4.5 on 5 nice well what comes you know what around say. what comes around um i definitely like the beat on this one a little bit less not to say it's not equally as well made or all the other things that we've been saying it's just playing up on samples of stuff like Moby Dick from Led Zeppelin and It's Hot Tonight by Alice Cooper and Put On Train and Gene Harris. Um, eh, it's not like, like my dad would probably really like this beat a lot more than I would like this beat because my dad's like a huge, you know, Led Zeppelin that era fan. Whereas I like Anti-Flag and Rise Against and, you know, that kind of shit. Anyway, uh, how do you feel about this wonderful track? Yeah, I don't really have too much to say about this one. Um, I feel like this one, um, like, is it like you know maybe like right here is just sort of like the like the the less good songs. Um, not that it's bad, but it's just the less song good. Last song fire. I don't um, even know what you're talking about. That's you know that's cool. That's my opinion. Um, I don't know. This one just like, wasn't like all that special, and it's just you know talking about what goes around comes around, um, and sounds kind of like the last one a little bit. So I found that this was the first time that like I was like, okay, these two are kind of like there's something about them that like is similar. Um, this is this is probably my least favorite one on the album. Um, I found it to be just kind of annoying to listen to. Um, I gave this one a three point eight on five. Fair enough. It feels like um, they like ladies and they're fucking your girlfriend and they're better. Um, you know, like overripe, fresh, squeezed California females with three inch cherry red press on lean nails. Reach into my mind for the rhymes I'm seeking like a garbage bag full overflowing. Please, now it's leaking. And it's like, okay, so he sees a beautiful girl and he's gonna reach into his mind, pull out rhymes, start macking, flowing, doing his thing. It's not new content, but the beat and instrumental and everything does make it a very distinct experience. Their flow patterns and rhymes are more distinct. I guess I just, sometimes they're really interesting and sometimes they're saying Rapunzel, Rapunzel, let down your hair so I can climb up and get into your underwear. Rat soup eating, test cheating, no business punk, you're insecure, born in the junkyard with junk. I'm like, what? That is a stark transition of content from trying to get in that lady's pants, unless you're basically now insulting that lady, calling her a punk or whatever, and you're just dissing this chick. You messed up your head. You fucked around or ran up with a bald skinhead. You're mixed up like Pastor Primavera. You know, why'd you throw a chair at Geraldo Rivera? And I'm like, okay. I'm not sure who Geraldo Rivera is, but apparently a chair was thrown at him and somebody did that, and that happened in real life. Um, but I guess it's like he's going at some psycho girl here. And anyway, um, so get the money out your ass, you whore. Well, I brought her upstairs onto the roof. I dogged your wife and she's a doofus. So I guess he disses her, makes her feel like absolute shit, brings her upstairs and fucks her. And then what goes around comes around, etc. And I didn't really get what the chorus was about and how this song ties into anything. Um, the second verse is a clean B, cleaning the G spot, you know what we've got, so you know you're fucking the next girl. And at least they're caring about her pleasure by referencing the G spot. It's not a myth, boys. The Dolomite's house and you have not. Should we watch Dolomite on the Netflix? I don't really know what yes, Dolomite is. I wanna watch it. Anyway, look up my window, look over the city with two black eyes, your girl ain't that pretty. So I guess um now he's commenting on how this girl's gotten two black eyes, so maybe it's so the first verse is kind of describing this guy who's treating her like shit. The second guy, it's like commenting on how now she's beaten. I guess I didn't really catch that at first. Why you want to beat the brat with a bat? You want to treat her, you treat your girl like that, living in the rat race, smoking rat weed. Well, you reap what you sow when you plant the seeds. Okay, and then, um, yeah, I guess that's what happens. And then it's bad news bears. 
when you know you beat women and so you shouldn't True. oh this is an anti-women beating song like it didn't really click at first i get that so it is definitely more distinct in terms of content and subject matter right? i guess yeah it's like shaming the guy for beating her um and then kind of with a vague threat and then some alabama shit thrown in at the bottom and uh i mean at the end of the track I don't know. I gave it a 4.35. I think I respect it a little more content-wise, and it is really cool to see, you know, like anti-drug messages. You know, respect women. Like, okay, they seem to have like across this album. We're real MCs. We're about real values, and we throw eggs at people. That's not really a big <laughs> deal. Um, but that's really cool. Anyway, one of the last tracks on the album is next. I think Sh- it's a cool Shad one. Rack. Shad Rack. So it's interesting about their use of Shad, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego is um, these are from the book of Daniel in the Bible, like Daniel and the lion's den. Um, part of that story is these dudes don't do what the king wants and they get thrown into the, the fire, the furnace thing is a punishment. And then they're protected by God. When they look in, they see like a fourth figure walking around the flames with them as though the son of God was just protecting them. So it's almost like by picking these three figures who was able to survive like the fiery furnace of hell or and come through and make it on together. It's almost like, I, don't, I, don't, I guess it's not really the finale of the album, but in a sense, it's kind of like the finale of the album before you get like the encore with that like big track we'll talk about soon. And this is like the like mission statement. Like this is who we are now. We've been through hell and back, and we survived. And we're just like these three Jewish figures of Israeli history. <laughs> and I, <laughs> I like guess, that. Yeah. And it's cool just to kind of see that, kind of embracing that, and, and like stepping into it. Um, I love the beat on this track personally. I think it's another fucking banger one. It's got a lot of stuff. It samples again from all over. Um, it even samples some James Brown. It's got the funky drummer in there. Gotta love it. Anyway, what what do you think about this one? Um, I don't know. I mean, this one just sounds cool. Um, I mean, they they spit well. I mean, it's like pretty sick. Um, you know, and then again, like the same sort of thing, like the bouncing back and forth. Um, you know, which they're great at. I've said that you know, like what four times already on this um, album. It's just more. <laughs> fun sounding it's more of that kind of feeling um like i feel like i say fun like a million times on this one but it's it it, it just is um, it's a really fun album yeah. it's got a constant dancey vibe to it regardless of the track you put on and it yeah. goes in all directions with it yeah and like you know interesting lyrics like um i've got money like charles dickens i've got the girlies in the coop like the colonels got the chickens <laughs> so like like a chicken coop and and yet it's still like KFC. referring to like the like um, the type of car that the colonel might be sitting in, uh, you know, the colonel as in yes, the Kentucky Fried General Chicken, Sanders. Uh, yeah, him and like all of that, and like he's got girls, um, which also I'm thinking is maybe like a reference to breast chicken breasts, and then I don't know, I just and then you could just keep going with that and just pretend like it just starts off with the egg man again, and <laughs> chicken or the egg, I don't know, but um, no, I don't really think that that has anything to do with it. This one, but I just liked the like there's just like a lot going on there um and i don't know did charles dickens have lots of money um when he died i don't know probably um he should have anyways at least in his estate but (laughs) um 4.25 for me i liked this one it was good i liked it because again it felt so mission statementy um it had like such a greatly intense uh beat to it like such a, a cool vibe i found myself really feeling strength you know, in the first verse, like, riddle me this, my brother, can you handle it? Your style to my style, can't, you can't hold a candle to it. Equinox symmetry and the balance is right, smoking and drinking on a Tuesday night. So they all vibing and doing their own thing, but when push comes to shove, they're just better. They have a distinct thing. And, I mean, all things considered, I don't think the Beastie Boys was ever, like, I mean, since I've been knowing about shit, they've always seemed to be really respected, and especially this particular album went down in history as a very, great album in terms not be apparently it flopped a bit at first but like down the line it turned into one of those cult classic types um it's not how you play the game it's how you win it i cheat and i steal and sin and i'm a cynic 
And I like that because it takes like this more blunt look at life. Like the truth is results matter and you've got to do what you're about to do to win and then for those about to rock we salute you so if you're down to grind you're down for that we respect that yeah the dirty thoughts for dirty minds we contribute to i once was lost but now i'm found the music washes over and you're well must sound well who shall inherit the earth the meek shall and you know i think i'm starting to peak now that's great because it sounds like he's getting fucking high and tripping on some ecstasy or whatever but at the same time, he's flowing over, but the music is really generating this, and he's just kind of creating this and showing that through a degree of their humility allows them to be over there. I like when he goes, um, if I had a penny for my thoughts, I'd be a millionaire. It's just a great thought, because like, I'm always thinking of new shit. I'm always coming up with ideas. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you know, so like rather than just, you know, bashing on others, the whole point is we are amazing. And then, you know, we're just three MC, MCs and we're on the go. Shadrach, Mishnach, and, uh, Mishak and Abednego. Anyway, only 24 hours in a day, only 12 notes a man can play. Music for all, but not just one people. And that's an interesting line, too, because it kind of shows it's 24 hours a day. Everyone's got the same amount of times. At the end of the day, music really is just 12 notes that are, like, repurposed to death to show, like, all the diverseness of everything you've ever heard. Yeah. And it's it's for everyone. So I guess they're kind of doubling down that we're white, we're allowed to rap, too. And we're going to bu- uh, bust with the Putney Swope sequel, more Adidas sneakers. Then a plumber's got pliers, got more suits than Jacobs and Myers, Jacoby and Myers. You know, it's just kind of flossy and nothing really else is really like popping up i mean the second verse but it really just holds on through the third verse is pretty great i love that uh colonel chicken line because i love kfc i'm not gonna lie it's pretty good but i like when he goes and i'm always going out dapper like harry s truman and i thought that was a cool line too right because dapper is always a really fucking good word and when you do look at mr truman's pictures he uh he's a dapper handsome individual um anyway uh i like when he goes adam yagin is yak and he's rocking of course smoke the holy chalice got my own religion rally around the stage check the funky dope musician like jerry lee swagger to jerry lee falwell i don't know who those people are but i love the way it all sounds it's the overall swagger of it um i don't know it's just a really good song and then the way they chanted out at the end with the shadrach mishak abegnigo just kind of going over over that really pumping beat i don't know what else i could want as a jew just fucking cool <laughs> It's a great track. Uh, I gave it a five on five. I think this is absolutely one of the standout ones on this project. Totally great. Um, Nothing else to say. Like I said in the other part one, I'm totally a little got a cold going on. So sorry if it feels like my energy is not 100. It's not. But we're persevering so we don't go weeks behind and always catching up on reviews. Yeah. Yeah, Responsibleness. (laughs) Um, So yeah, five on five. Amazing song. And when push comes to shove, when you want to call boutique, when you want to call Paul's boutique, you need to ask for Janice. I'm like, I could live without this. I mean, it's cool. <laughs> Just I like, like a, it. A little like commercial for it, like the best in men's clothing. Call Paul's boutique. Ask for Janice. The number is uh 718-498-1043. That's Paul's boutique, and they're in Brooklyn, so it's cool. Kind of shows up Brooklyn, but it 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 just sounds like this like. DIY radio ad from back in the day. Absolutely. And it really fits and it's really cool. So I gave it a 4.25. It does better than the chicken song. (laughs) But like, I could also have lived my entire life, never heard this and been okay with it. But at the same time, I imagine this is like one of those things where if you were young and everybody was playing this record, you'd have people going around the hood or whatever being like, ask for Janice, ask for Janice, ha, 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 ha. You know, like I could yeah. see how this is a memeable moment of the 80s. But I think like I like it because it like ties the whole album together. It's like a nice bow on it. Like, it's giving you like this is Paul's boutique. Like you know, it's sort of like this is us. This is our um, life, and it just feels so like genuine, kind of cutesy a little bit. You know, it is an ad for you know Paul's boutique in Brooklyn. You know, like you said, and to call and ask for Janice and whatever. Um, but. And like how, like exactly like what you said, like kind of how it's like a, you know, maybe like a low end. Do it yourself. Like you do it yourself, experience. you know, like, like, uh, you know, ad. But if you look at the cover and you look at the picture, like it's just a little rinky dink shop. So of course it's going to be a DIY situation. Exactly. So it just fits 
perfectly. And it's, I think it's ideal. I think it's great. And like whether or not the store is real, which I, I still feel like it is. But um, I don't know. I gave it a 4.35. I like it. It, it ties it together for me. And um, I like it. Alright, so next up is the musical ensemble known as the B-Boy Bully Bass. Bully Bass? You know what the problem is? We I, spe- I, I speak would... French and I don't I know. know what language that is. I can't, it's, it's, it's French, I'm reading Bully Bass. It, I'm reading it in both languages at once. It's, it's just a weird word to B-boy, say. B-Boy Bully Bass. It's just a, a goulash, a stew of sorts. It, so like, I guess we're going to break this in and like, this is like a, a mini review within the bigger review because there's nine parts to this that are all distinctly separate so this is like nine things it kind of feels like that weren't full songs strung together and made into a cool like experience at the end sampling a whole bunch of stuff so i could imagine the experience of hearing it for the first time is a long thing but for me, I got it on Spotify where it breaks it into like fucking individual pieces. So we can start with 59 Christie Street, which is where the apartment they were staying at, like as they were recording the, like after they got kicked out of some other place because they pissed right. people off. They ended up in this apartment located there. Yep. And then it's just a lot of scratching. It's a lot of kind of like, there's a lot of samples into this shit. Yep. Yep considering like what it is but it's mostly like the stuff they're sampling in response like the wick wick whack you know like so like that kind of shit which i think that's from boogie down it's uh my philosophy i might be wrong um but anyway uh so it's just that and then it's like there's not a lot happening lyrically it's just a lot of there's a girl over there with long brown hair i took her to the place i threw the mattress in her face get it because he threw it out on the bed mm-hmm. i took off a bra i took off the shirt took off the pants you know what i fucking saw it was a dick that's what i got from that how many how often does this happen because i feel like we 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 tend to hear you know stories not you know i guess not that often but we do tend to hear stories where it's you know guys fall for chicks with dicks and you know like what you, you think you'd figure it out by now I think it was meant to be comedic. I think it was <laughs> just—it's just, a, it's just a, a big joke. Oh, oh, you're gonna fuck a hot girl? Ha ha! You got tricked. She has a dick. That's the joke. Who cares? It's not funny in 2020, <laughs> but it was probably the bee's knees in '89. Yeah. Um. So what I'm gonna do for my grade is at the end of this, I'm gonna give you my grade for each mini part, and then the whole track, because it's one track, as far as you know, I understand it, gets a grade based on the average of all these grades. So this first part okay. gets a 4.25 for me. It's simple. It's kind of got a vibe to it. It's all right. It's not my favorite. It's yeah. okay. But it's good. Like, But it's like, okay. It's like a little break. It's interesting to listen to. Um, I guess. What about you? Do you like it? Um, I didn't do it like the way you did it. I just did it as one big okay. song. Well, what do you feel about this part then? Um, I, I don't. I didn't divide it up by parts. What do you feel about the first part? Um, I liked, I, I just listened to them all together because they were mostly short. So I, I like, I just liked all of it. Um, there was like a lot of sampling. So I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna do like the whole synopsis of this entire thing then. Fine. Well, you keep asking me, but I'm like, I don't have anything. I didn't break it down like that. Okay. Okay. Fine. Anyways. Um, I liked that, that there were like, cause it really is the, yes, they're all different, but they're all they're all sort of built with the same sort of like ideas to like kind of show off like the sampling and mixing and like that kind of side of things, which is cool. Um, and um, I like like the samples from like Eric B and Rakim that's on here, and also you know they were represented by Rushtown, uh, t- yeah, Rushtown Management um, at the time, so um, that makes sense. Plus, they're cool guys. And um, like just like little samples of them like spitting, like freestyles and beatboxing, like all of that. And like they're all just like short, fun, quick. They're like, you know, they're all under two minutes, I'd say. Yeah, they're, yeah. All, they're all short like that. Um, uh, a year and a day. So, uh, yeah, a year and a day was a little bit more produced. Uh, that one I will pull out um, and like say like that one felt like it was um there was something a little bit more a little bit cooler um that was going on with that one um i like the the johnny cash sample on dropping names like you know i miss a miss johnny cash 
Um, and I liked the, the the flute or the recorder or whatever it was or something. It sounded make it it made it sound very like '60s kind of feeling. I don't know how how or why, but it did. Um, I don't know. So for me, like overall, I'll just give the grade. Um, I gave this a 4.35 um, as like a whole sort of project, although they are individual. Um, but I thought it was cool. Again, like little samples of like recordings that they just kind of like threw on at the end and tacked them, tacked it on there, and it works. It's good. Fair enough. Um, and so after that first part where it just kind of like introduces it, it flips into a second part, which would be get on the mic. Yeah. Which has um, not Mike D, but the other two, um, Ad Rock and MCA, uh, kind of hyping him up, right? And the whole thing is like, get on the mic, Mike, you know? Let's be real, don't cloud the issue. The rhymes are dope and MCU must listen to. And so basically, it's these two, the core Beastie Boys, the ones that Rick Rubin said were cool enough to be Beastie Boys, kind of hyping up Mike D. Um, and I feel like it's meant to be a fuck you to, like, you know, the people who said he wasn't good enough and them just reaffirming that this guy's squad and he's, like, really dope. Yeah. Um, he's a special individual pulling out knots and pulling in residuals. Um, and I feel like it's like a foreshadowing because way later on they call back to this and use a similar beat because guess who mike does get on the mic but we're getting ahead of ourselves because before that we go to a goofier place with like stop that train where it gets into this like i don't know i felt like it was just like a stranger experience and they're like it's 4 a.m i'm on the hassan pfeffer ale i got nothing to lose i'm pissing the third rail groggy eyed and tired i'm heading to the station d train ride to the coney island vacation you know, it gets a sense here that, like, they're a little drunk, a little faded, going out there having some tomfoolery, smoking, you know, just wiling out, being the Beastie Boys, probably even armed with some eggs ready to throw at some people. <laughs> but it almost feels like it's built around that stop that train, I want to get offline. And then that just kind of gave them the imagination to run with it. Um, I really like when he goes trench coat, wingtip, going to work, and you'll be pulling a train like you're Captain Kirk because Captain Kirk is quite lovely. Um, currently, in case you're wondering, I am working on a book of Star Trek logic puzzles. Because mm -hmm. that, I, I did at. give that to him. Though. That's where we're at with this. <laughs> Pickpocket gangsters paying their debts by picking pockets and paying debts. Caught a bullet in the lung from Bernard Getz, and I believe that's a guy who shot a bunch of uh, black people in in the subway for no fucking reason other than because they were black yeah yep. um real nice anyway so it just kind of wraps about the train for a minute and it just kind of ends and i'm okay with that i thought this was a particularly good point oh so yeah i forgot to state that um for the second part where they get on the mic mic or whatever that got a 4.5 for me just the train one here it gets a five and five it's pretty exceptional the way you listens i found it really cool and then we flow into a year uh with the day which is uh mr mca and apparently he says this is basically where he his verse kind of led him to be a more spiritual rapper and this was like the seminal point of that for himself and you can kind of tell like it does feel more produced it feels like it's a super serious verse like mc and what i do uh what i am undo the a is for adam and the lyrics true and as I pray and hope that the message is sent, I'm dreaming in the dreams that I've dreamt. Because I'm down to three, the unstoppable three. Me and Adam and D are born to MC. So far, it's fair. Like, you know, I'm, I'm brought from this. Like, my gift is to MC, to be this person on the earth. But and my body and soul and mind are pure, not polluted or diluted or damaged beyond cure. Just lyrics from I to you, recited, arrested, bailed, but cuffed and indicted. And I like that he's kind of saying, I'm pure in how I present this to you. I'm just giving it out to you. Almost like I'm on trial for bearing my soul and this is kind of the response to it and i feel like overall as the track like flows out like you feel like this power in him like speak my knowledge to the crowd and the ed is special for i am the bard and i am the last one i am the king and this is my castle it's like he recognizes for the first time the power of being an MC and what that responsibility comes with it, you know? And I think it's really cool. Um, I like when he's like, I drop the L when I'm skiing, I'm smoking and peeking, I put the skis on the roof almost every single weekend, can't stop the mind fuck when it's rolling around, can't stop the smooth running when the shit's running strong. And it's like, you know, he's just... He drops the L when he's skiing. I believe that's the, the joint mm -hmm. uh, while well, he's smoking and peeking. So he's doing peaks 
like of the fucking ski slope while smoking joints and he's just chilling and you know he's you know he just it just feels like he's a fun guy he prefers his life he doesn't need another man's wife don't need no crazy lifestyle with stress and strife it's good to have a turn to be a king for a day or for a week or for a year or for a year and a day come what may and i guess it's just being like acceptance of when the good things come regardless of how long it comes is to appreciate it and shit anyway it's like a fully flushed out like almost like track in in like the middle of this so honestly year in a day actually is just above two minutes it's two minutes 22 seconds um it's got like a more serious sounding beat to it like it's just really cool like it, it could have just been a thing on its own on on the project mm -hmm. um and then while everything's going like serious and whatnot you just hear this hello oh yeah by the way that got a five absolutely and then you get this hello brooklyn and it just like fucking changes and like ah oh, oh like kind of vibe like now we're like getting straight from where we're from like they just couldn't get through this project without giving a little love song to brooklyn you know yep you got lines like new york new york it's a hell of a town you know the bronx is up and i'm brooklyn town because they don't know my name only my initials building bombs and in that's the like attic for elected officials yeah. to the bomber guy who well, I was going to say that the New York, New York is the reference to the Frank Sinatra song. Mm. All right. But, um, oh, yeah, because when Yacht takes the station, we know my initials, MCA, even though he says his name, like, all the fucking times. <laughs> um, anyway, but there is a reference to the Mad Bomber who uh, was blowing up some bullshit in New York or whatever. Anyway, there's lots of was people it, was who... Was it that, at that point, the Twin there's Towers? There's lots the of, of the Twin white Towers? people who have done a lot of terrorist-like bullshit across American history. Yeah. I would just like to point that out. Um so he quit his job he cuts his hair you know i cut my boss because i don't care he's got like a bit of a, a fun like i guess it's putting in like the spirit of like that rambunctiousness is coming through um anyway i just thought it was fun it had a great vibe to it um hey breast i saw i reached i felt her breast i saw i re i reached i felt m-o-n-e-y the belt and i'm like that's just fun and careless like they're so brooklyn fly he just reaches out and grabs a titty and it works and it's pretty dope. Sure. Go. Um anyway, I really enjoyed this Brooklyn one too. I thought it had a super cool energy. I gave it a four point five. We are almost done. We are moving on through, but the next part is dropping names because you know that's what comes through. And then I liked how this starts off with this tongue twister that they apparently give to people who are trying to recover from uh, speech disabilities where it's he thrusts his fist against the post and still insists he sees a ghost. He thrusts his fist and he just repeats that over hmm. this kind of goofy little like thing. The tongue twister, um, yeah. And then, like, it doesn't have, like, a lot going on. It's just, like, a short little weird thing. Well, if your world was all black and then your world was all white, then you wouldn't get much color out of life now, right? And then I guess it's taking, again, another commentary on the racism issue and saying maybe try to be a little broader with your perspective. Stop trying to put life into these things. I'm nicknamed Shamrock because I guess he's Ad-Rock. Well, I'm, but my name is not Seamus. And like, he's, he's, a, saying, he's lucky, maybe? But he's also not Irish. No. Girlie's on the tip because my homie is famous. I'm like, ah, you got girls on his dick. Um, not, my name is not Ohulihi, nor is it Brian. I'm like, what the fuck are you going on about? I don't know. Maybe because he's white and so he's not all these other white <laughs> names. I said I was weak, man. You know I'd be lying. Well, suckers try to buy it. Yeah, they try to pursue it. And then you get that um, Bob Marley little sample you explain to a musician them knew it but can't them can't do it where it's saying like you can teach a musician or uh, somebody how to play the music but they can't find the spirit of the music yep. which i think is what they're trying to do here is say you know like yeah i get it lots of people are out there but we just because we're white doesn't mean we're not hip-hop is i think what they're trying to convey with all of that I thought this one was also pretty fun and cool to listen to. I give it a 4.75. Then it moves into Lay It On Me. Um, and I believe this, uh, I don't know, it just comes in. I, I don't have a lot more to comment on this one. It's fine. It goes through real quick. There's not many lyrics in here I thought was good. All things considered, this was not one of my favorite ones. But it does have, like again, a stark contrast. Like Every one of these bits sounds so different than the last one. And it's like going on a fucking rush. And you're like, okay, this is pretty cool. I get this one. 
a 4.35 i do like that johnny cash sample like you know yep. just to hear him die or whatever it just sounded really good the way they placed that i don't remember exactly where it got put i think it was on dropping names um anyway uh then after lay it on me we move on to the follow-up of get on the mic mike well mike ends up on the mic yep and he proceeds to lay down a little ditty kind of over a beat that sounds like the other one and it's fine you know i uh, met this girl last night with a peculiar cackle i laid debate and she took the tackle had too much to drink at the red lobster and the room is spinning around like the blades of a helicopter and then he just talks about some girls yeah, he met cool. and it's fine he does his own little thing it's totally cool but i kind of feel like it was good it was a good follow-up it brought us back in it gave us some closure there mm-hmm. and then in the way i guess a lot of classic hip-hop albums end we get a wall which is kind of more of this a little scratchy shout out kind of call out so it's just like you know dj hurricane you know when mighty's in the house what you're gonna do i go AOL. when ad rock's in the house i go AOL. when mca's in the house i go AOL. you know and they shout out the whole crew mm-hmm. shout out a bunch of people did you around. say dj hurricane i did i might have no it is dj hurricane oh it is i wonder if that's where dj black hurricane got his mm, name that's possible mm. i didn't even catch that and that's why he's showing it to us fair enough you uh-huh. could let us Did we know discover your secret in the comments <laughs> but yeah fair enough he was their dj for a while though um and then yeah it just kind of does that shit for a minute shout outs and then it just cuts to that to all the girls the thing and then it just mm-hmm. repeats that for a while really giving it like this circular album feel where yep. you could almost then let it loop in from the beginning, put it down the volume, it starts to mix back up in and it yeah. goes throughout again. Um, I didn't like the outro as much because shout out tracks aren't my favorite, not actually a commentary on the the beat because it was still pretty cool. So I give that part a 4.35 and if we take all nine of those marks together, it gives this particular track a 4.66 because it's one hell of a way to end a project. It doesn't get boring. You can listen to it on a loop. It's freaking fun. It's goofy. It's it's basically like like again, it's like a bunch of song snippets strung together in such a way where there's so yeah. many different samples and construction layered together to create this like experience where I don't necessarily think I've heard a lot of people The only other time I've heard a project that might have been like more all over the place than this is Girl Talk. I don't know if you know Girl Talk, DJ Black Hurricane. I don't even know how to review a Girl Talk, but that dude did some crazy shit with his Feed the Animals all day and the earlier project that he had. He had three albums that were just insane. But um, anyway, that, that, that would be it. So that would be what I got to say about that. And I guess we ended up on Girl Talk, which isn't related <laughs> to Beastie Boys, but is it? I don't know. Um, so yeah. That's what I got to say about this track. I guess we can move yeah. into the That's it. end of the album. So this is the little summary part. Uh, I gave this classic album a 4.52 on 5, which to me, if it's above 4.5, it's a classic because that's like above 90 and like that's fucking hard to do. Um, for real though, we listened to this in 2020 for the first time. Well, I guess in 2019 I heard it for the first time maybe i know i heard it for the first time in 2019 i reviewed it in 2020 yeah maybe um still the point is like basically it's pretty like now that i heard it (laughs) and i think that all things considered it taps into like such a primal like the dust brothers just their understanding of music and the beastie boys and the way they all blend together it's it transcends like the trends it's just tapping into the science that and the math that drive music to go into appealing directions where in like 50 years you could probably throw on this project and it'll sound as good as throwing on like benny goodman because it taps into like that like essentialness of what like composition is proper sure some of the lyrics are goofy as fuck but they're like early 20s guys in the late 80s i was two when this (laughs) not even two when this album came out so like it gets a pass in that front but also like as much as they say that yes there were a few songs that felt like they were kind of going out about like we're better rappers than you but for the most part there was like seven or eight topics distinct song topics that came on this project and that's extremely versatile for this era from what i've come to see so like this project feels like this experimental clusterfuck where i mean 
I don't know. I could see how THC makes this a wonderful experience. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I'd recommend this to a lot of people. I could see how the Beastie Boys really went from being what they were on license to ill into like more serious artists at this point. Yeah. I mean, this is this is a great album. Um, I, I, I give this a three... Uh, sorry, a 4.396 on five. So almost a 4.4. Um, so like an 87.9%. Um, it's great. It really is. It, it it's it's a lot of fun. It's really unique. It's um, goofy. It's a good time. Like if you want to just like go like fuck around and you know just be goofy guys in your car or something like that, put this on. Like it's gonna get you in like a great mood. Throw um, eggs at people. Throw eggs at people. You know, like your Halloween mood or whatever. Like it's just, it's just a fun like easy album to listen to and enjoy and um you don't necessarily have to be like you know sitting there and listening to like all the lyrics and stuff like that so carefully it's more just about the the construction of this art piece it basically and it, it's really well you know kind of tied together and it's 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 very well composed i mean great job <laughs> yeah it's absolutely this was a fun album to go through thank you dj black hurricane yeah. and thank you all for watching it means the world that you would like come through here i mean if you don't watch there's almost no point in making the video almost so i mean i'd still like the process but like it's more fun if y'all watch and are engaged and leave comments and we have discussions and whatnot mm -hmm. that'd be super dope i'll make sure to answer you if you leave a comment um, feel free to like the video if you did. You can uh, subscribe to the channel for more reviews. And um, we definitely have more of those planned coming. It's going to be another full year. Um, so special thanks to the patrons. Ismail Gadamsey, Chris Prado, Jonathan Barnes, DJ Black Hurricane, Linda Williams, Coney, Sparksy, and Scribble. Mm -hmm. Their dope they support what we do. Help us get a new camera. Help us get on Spotify. They don't even know all the ways they're going to help us soon. <laughs> but well, we have ideas. We're flushing out a plan. And... Um, yeah, they are amazing, and they get yep. to tell us what albums to review, like this very episode is a result of that. So if you want to tell us what albums to review and support us and help us achieve some of the expensive crap lined up, that would be awesome, and we'd love you for it. And uh, I make music myself. You can check that out on this channel, on Spotify, whatever else. My name is Holden Stefan Roy. The, album's, the last album I dropped is called The Alternative Grind. Got a new one underway. And yeah, live long and prosper. Or no one really knows what I'm talking about. My name's Roy. <laughs> Bye, guys.